Network. Please subscribe, hit that like button, and as always, leave a comment, and thank you for enjoying the video. Shot to right, slicing toward the pesky pole, down the line, and it's going to be the pesky pole, leaping up, and that ball is gone, that's a home run, a lot of our Nesson team as well, high fly down the right field line, headed toward the pesky pole, that one tucked in, and that ball is going to be against the wall, and in the second base, number retired, and now Rafael Devers trying to retire that baseball, inside the pesky pole, Welcome to another episode of the Pesky Podcast. I am your host, The Rit, and we are brought to you today, of course, from BSEN. And with me is my co-host, the OG, George Sutherland. And with us, we have got the modern-day Viking. We <laughs> He is in the minor league system for our Boston Red Sox. You might know him from throwing the pitches, but we I know him from grinding some axes we've got theo denlinger theo what's going on man how you been doing hey good how are you guys doing good. i'm doing pretty good pretty good first off it's a busy off season i want to throw out on behalf of bsen and the pesky podcast congratulations on the uh amazing wedding that you had, uh, that you had uh about a month ago uh, thank you I want to sit there and say I'm not married yet myself, but okay. George can definitely attest to this. One thing to always remember: happy wife, happy life. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, you always you always got to keep them happy, and, uh, and then they keep ha- keep keep you happy in return. So it's a it's a, always a give and take. So, but Theo, man, it, it's been been kind of a, a long off season for most, but uh, not for you, you know, because you stay hella busy uh you know where you're at pretty much right now in the shop in the blacksmithing forge yeah, of yeah, you know, forge right there so man well uh what's been going on uh what items you've been working on and you know what hot sellers do we have and before you answer theo i'm going to slap up a any time you guys see any of these items right here over on instagram hit this man up uh, great, great items. You can sit there and get anything you see. I kind of sound like I'm on the I'm on the home shopping network now. Order <laughs> yours now. So, but yeah. But, so, what have you been working on, Theo? Some yeah. Some I mean, we got uh, we got insane projects coming out. So we got the uh, good old fashioned buck knife. Um, that's 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 the hot seller out of the Denlinger Forge. Um, yeah. So we got the the buck knife here. And then we got the uh, railroad spike knives. Those are those are always a, a good seller there too. Um, and yeah, this just this just came right off the railroad track, uh, forged it down, and then I'll show you. So that's that's an original railroad spike knife. And then what we do is we forge down uh, the spine right here, get it to uh, the blade shape we want, and then we uh, we grind it down, and we also extend uh, extend the handle here. And then yeah, so this. This comes straight off, straight off the train tracks, and uh, and into the forge. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, we got we got some more crazy projects here. So here's a here's a kukri. Uh, this is actually made out of a saw blade. So as you can see here on the spine, we still got uh, some of the saw blade there. 
Um, and then I call this the Viking axe. So uh, same thing. This is made out of the same saw blade. So you got the saw blade there. And then this is a cow femur. Um, and uh, I just had one of my one of my buddies that farms. Uh, they got a lot of cows. So he just walked out. Um, they had a dead one, a uh, dead heifer in the field. So he went out, harvested uh, the leg and, and got it to me. So you guys ever need cow femurs? I got a, a cow femur guy. So um, here's another project we got. Uh, I call this the sunflower cleaver. Nice, nice big boy for you there. And then the newest creation, I uh, showed this on the Pesky podcast last time, the, uh, the great axe. And this is actually uh, a barbell jack um, for, for deadlifting. And I will be, uh, I'll be posting about this and who it's going to uh, probably within the week. So, yeah, just check out my, uh, my Instagram, at Theo Denlinger or uh, at Denlinger underscore Forge. And uh, you guys can see all my creations and, and keep up with me on there on what I'm making. And then also the, uh, the baseball season, how that's going for me. Uh I think we're having some small technical difficulties. I can't hear Theo. Can you, George? Yes, I can. Yep. Yep. I'm good. Oops. Okay. There we go. You good? You good, Rick? Yeah. Got me back. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. that was just. That was just me. My my okay. headphones went. <laughs> my headphones went uh, dead for some reason. I have no idea why. Yeah, so, yeah, and uh, and also thanks thanks to the Pesky Podcast for making me uh, my very own shirt. Yeah, so the Viking, and then I don't know if uh, you guys will be able to if you guys will be able to see the back. Yeah. So there's the back for you. But uh, yeah, I uh, I really appreciate that. So uh, an incredible incredible shirt here, and uh, it really brings to life the uh, the essence and uh, you know the the mannerism and the, uh, the nickname I want to go with, the uh, the Viking. So yeah. Thank you guys for that. Oh no, no. I, I sit there and like Theo, like you, you and I went back and forth. It had to be for like what? Almost a month pretty much. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. And it was awesome how, excuse me, where, you know, I would throw something at you and you'd be like, okay, looks good. But how about we change the, the lettering? And, you know, and you always apologize. And I'm like, dude, this is your shirt, your brand, you're wearing it. You know, we're just helping you bring it to life. And, man, I, I sit there and love, and I told you this a million times, the, being able to work with you hand in hand. Like, you know, we want to work with a lot of the Red Sox players, you know, to yeah. be able to come up with a great shirt that you guys can wear and you guys are proud to wear. And I'm going to throw up, uh, you know – Promo code Viking on our website for twenty percent off. Uh, you know your your order just because uh, it's Theo Denlinger, and and it's not just not just for his shirt. It's, you know it's going to be a twenty percent off across the whole you know website for you know Theo being one hell of a guy and you know helping us come up with uh, a great shirt. Uh, you know because George and I uh, all the time we'd be throwing ideas back and forth. Uh, you know we have one in the works for you know uh, the for when he comes up to Boston, the new mayor of Boston, Marcelo Meyer. Uh, and then, you know, we, we, that young kid that's on fire, Roman Anthony, you know, yep. joined the Roman empire. Uh, you know, I, I, I have so many shirt ideas and man, it's, it's just, I love being able to work with, with you guys 
and it's just seeing you happy and satisfied with your with the end result was you know amazing yeah so. yeah and working working with you guys was incredible because yeah like like you said i was like hey like maybe we could change some lettering here some wording um change the font uh change change the change the viking on the front um, mm-hmm. And you guys, you guys worked with me every step of the way, and you guys were were incredible with that. Um, and yeah, so I mean, you guys, you guys, you know, anything I wanted, just you know, the lettering or or whatever, you guys are like, yeah, I'll I'll send out like the next day. We'll get it, we'll get it mm-hmm. done for you guys. So yeah, that was that was really cool. That was really awesome. So George, any questions? No, I, you know, when uh, you, you you were going through all your latest projects, you know, I'm thinking, you know. Do you, you know where do you get some of the ideas to do this? I mean, there's some really cool stuff there. You know. Yeah. Um, so obviously, a lot of it is inspired from uh, like the Nordic, Nordic traditions, Nordic whatever. And then most of the time, I don't know. I just see something, um, see something on TV, or honestly, most of the time, I just, I just kind of start working with working with the metal, and the metal really tells you what it wants to do. So. Uh, like with this railroad spike knife, um, we got it forged down here. We extended the handle a little bit. And then as you're forging the metal, the metal just kind of like warps and shapes in, uh, in, you know, the way you want it to. But then it can also go askew or awry in, in different areas. So you just kind of got to you got to work with, you know, work with what the metal wants to do. Um, so most of the time, you know, the, the metal really tells you like, hey, I, I kind of want to I want to be a drop point or. Uh, more of a Bowie knife or a Kukri or, uh, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So obviously with this one, it had to be more Kukri shaped. And I don't right. know if this might be, I'm talking way above your guys' head with the blacksmith terminology. Um, but so this had to be more of a Kukri shape. And the Kukri shape is, you know, it kind of has that round to it, uh, more like a chopper. So this wouldn't be like the best for slicing. Slicing, you want to have more of a straight edge, if not like curved up. Uh, so this would be more of a chopper. And uh, the metal told me, you know, it wanted to be a kukri because it came from a saw blade. And obviously saw blades are, are circular. Um, so you can't make like a, a straight or uh, even looped up knife uh, with, you know, a saw blade because the metal only goes one way. Um, and you can try and get it to go go the other way. But that's uh, extremely, extremely difficult. So most of the time it's it's me working with the metal instead of against the metal. Thinking about it, Theo, you know, with you blacksmithing and working with metal, it's got a lot of similarities with pitching in baseball with a baseball, you know, because you might want it to go, you know, if you might want to throw a slider on the outside, but yeah. if you didn't get it just right, you know, it might it might go up a little bit in the zone, it might go down a little bit in the zone, or it might go out of the zone altogether. So, you know, it, it's it's love how you know, you take two things that you love doing, but they have similarities so, so much. Oh, yeah, completely. Um, yeah, so exactly like with your what you're saying, um, if I want the blade to look a certain way, um, just like you said, like I want to throw a, a slider uh, down in the zone, 0-2, strike the guy out. Um, but, it, you know, it hangs a little bit and gets taken, gets taken out of the park, let's say. That's kind of the same thing, uh, same thing with a blade. Like you could want it to go a certain direction and if you try and force it too much um in that direction it's it's gonna it's gonna snap or it's uh it's got not gonna take shape or it's gonna uh bend or warp in a, in a way you didn't want so you definitely have to work uh work with the metal and not really you know force it into a way that it, it doesn't really want to go there's sometimes that you do have to force it into a way that it doesn't want to go 
just like with baseball, you got to just kind of, sometimes you got to force it, you know, force it down in the zone. And sometimes you got to, you got to forge it the, the way you want it to. But uh, most of the time it helps if, uh, if you go with, uh, you know, what the catcher wants or, uh, you know, what the metal wants. George. Yeah. Do you, uh, so talk about the rest of your off season. I mean, you, you know, congratulations. You get married. Uh, you've obviously taken your, uh, your blacksmithing, to a whole other level with some of the new projects you brought on. So, you know, talk about the rest of your off season and, you know, how you're, you know, you're going to have to report down to Florida soon. Uh, you know, talk about, you know, what your off season has been like in terms of pitching preparations. Yeah. In terms of pitching preparations, I've been working out at, uh, at the local college here in town, uh, the university of Dubuque, out of uh, Dubuque, Iowa. So I, I live on the Wisconsin side of, uh, of the river. And then all I got to do is just drive uh, about 20 minutes and I get to Dubuque, Iowa, which is across the river um, on the Iowa side. And then uh, I go and train at uh, the University of Dubuque there with uh, my pitching coach, Andrew Redman, who is uh, in just incredible, knows numbers and, uh, and pitching like the back of his hand. So me and him have been, uh, have been working really hard this off season to perfect my craft and uh, and really to you know help me get back to spring training and just and just kick down the door and be like you know what if you guys want to put me in AAA that's fine but I'm gonna come in and make sure you guys want to put me in in the big leagues so uh, we've been working really hard there we've been really perfecting uh, perfecting my cutter and then obviously I got the four seam um, and I used to have a curveball but it was kind of loopy and popped out of the hand. So uh, my uh, my pitching coach Andrew Redman suggested that we maybe go with the slider to to counter counteract that, um, and it's come it's come a long ways and it's looking really good. And then I just recently did add a a splitty uh, a splitter to my uh, to my mix as well. And uh, we've been we've been working real hard this off season. Um, been going six sometimes seven days a week if we need to, um, but not keeping it you know too intense where, uh, you know, I'm getting bogged down um, and, you know, just getting getting after it as much as I can and, and getting ready and, and preparing for spring training. Excellent. So uh, you, you said that, you're, that uh, the curveball was a little loopy, so you went to, for a slider. How's the grip feel and how's the release coming out, you know, with the slider compared to your curveball? Yeah, so um, I don't know if you guys know tunneling, um, but all the pitchers and any, anybody that uh, understands uh, pitching a little bit, when I, when I say tunneling, they know, like, so what you want is you want your fastball, your cutter, your slot, like every single pitch you have, you want it to come out of the same arm slot, and then you want it to look like it's coming in the same tunnel. And then off of that tunnel, you'll have your, your forcing fastball that rises in the zone. You'll have your cutter that goes down and in, and then your slider that really swoops across. Um, and then the splitty that kind of comes down and in, but you want all of them to come out of the same tunnel and then, and then split, you know what I mean? And, uh, and have those. So a hitter's thinking, okay, this is a fastball. And then right at the end, no, it's a cutter. So you keep, you want it to all come out of the same, uh, the same tunnel. And that's, that's really what we've been working on. Um, and the, the curveball was just not coming out of the same tunnel. You could see it pop out of the hand and it would go above the tunnel and then over the tunnel. So guys would see it and be like, that's, I'm spitting on it. That's not a fastball. That's not his cutter. Mm -hmm. So guys, guys would see that out of the hand and they would see it kind of pop up out of the tunnel and then back over the tunnel. Um, but the slider, the slider goes into the same tunnel as the fastball and the cutter. And then just right at the end, 
uh, uh, slides slides off of that. So yeah, what I've been re- really working on is, is tunneling and getting all my pitches to look the same until until the end. Yeah, because uh, the least amount of pitch, uh, pitch selection the batter has available to him, the better odds are you for you to sit there and strike him out. Am I right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The more, the more I can keep the hitter guessing, like, what's coming. Like, oh, is he going to throw a fastball? Is it a slider? Is it a cutter? The more I can keep the hitter guessing, the more, more success I'm going to have. So, uh, you, you said that you've been working on a split finger, too. So, yeah. you know, most relievers rely on two solid pitches, an okay third, and uh, they're always working on the fourth one. So, uh, what would make you, you know, different if, say, you had three solid pitches and then a pretty good, you know, fourth pitch coming out, of, you know, for a bullpen option? Yeah, yeah. So, I would say that's definitely my go-to because, um, yeah, like you said, most – most guys have like one or two really good pitches that they rely on. And then like, I'll okay, like guys occasionally throw like a slider here and there, maybe the splitter here and there just to keep, you know, the hitter guessing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've been doing this off season as well is getting comfortable with like, Hey, it's Oh, Oh, like, you know, new batter in the box. I'm going to throw a splitty right at you right away. I'm going to throw a slider right at you right away. So um, I've been I've been really working on not having like oh my fastball is the most dominant thing I have I'm gonna throw that 60 percent of the time because as soon as you start getting um, reliable in what you're throwing guys are like oh he okay so it's a one one count he's gonna go fastball because that's always what he throws in a one one count I want to keep the I want to keep the hitter guessing as much as possible um, so yeah I'm, I'm probably gonna come out throwing slider oo splitter oo throwing. Uh, Throwing a slider 2-0, like you'll, you know, you never know. So you got to always keep the hitter guessing. Yeah, uh, one thing I've always like, I love Pedro. Pedro, yeah. and then you know, working with uh, Bayo, you know, I see Pe- Bayo doing the same thing now. Where first time through the order, he might be heavy on one pitch, like for instance, a fastball. And then you know, what if, it, if that's dominating, and then all of a sudden the second time they start getting a piece of it. Then all of a sudden, that's when he brings out a changeup, you know, yeah. and it's it's it throws him off because they don't know when he's actually going to throw it. First time around, say, you know, he throws 65, 70% fastball, you know, all of a sudden, bam, he hits you with the changeup the next time around. And it, it, you know, keeps the batter unbalanced, you know, throughout this whole time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. George? Yeah. It, it, talking about off seasons uh, again, um, you, keep, you keep in touch with any of the guys. Do you guys you know, compare notes and things like that where you are in your development? And second is, uh, you know, what does the club do, you know, in terms of keeping tabs on you during the off season? Um, yeah, so keeping up with guys, I'm I'm constantly constantly talking uh, talking to guys, you know. And I had uh, I had Brendan Chalucci, if you guys know him, Brendan Chalucci mm-hmm. reached out mm-hmm. to me. And, uh, and he's, he's like, dude, can you send me a video of how you throw like your mechanics? And I was like, yeah, for sure. So I sent him over a video and what he was doing was really working on like his connection and timing. So like when, when my leg came up is when I separated, as soon as my leg started dropping down into the zone is when I would disconnect my arm and, uh, and get ready to throw. And he was working on timing and how I use my timing and maybe that could help him out. So I sent him over a video of uh of my mechanics and he used that to help his mechanics 
Um, so we're constantly going back and forth like, hey, dude, I think you should try and do this. Like this might help you. And if it doesn't, hey, no big deal. I'm just trying to look out for you. Um, you know, all the guys are constantly throwing like throwing ideas off each other. Like, hey, Theo, what do you think about if I hold my slider like a little bit off to the side or like maybe more down on the horseshoe? Um, and so, yeah, we're constantly like, hey, what do you think about this? How do you do this? Um, and then honestly, it's just it's it's also just your boys. So you're just like, dude, how you been? Like, what's been up? Um, and so it's, it's always good to, to keep in contact with the guys like, Hey, how you doing? Not just the baseball aspect and side of things, but it's just like, dude, how are you as a person? Like, how you doing? Like, how, how's your family? Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, I constantly keep in, in touch with, uh, with the guys on the team, just, you know, to let them know that I'm caring, I'm caring about them. I'm thinking about them, just trying to, you know, spread the love and, and they do the same thing back to me, which is, uh, which is incredible. And it keeps you going because there's sometimes, um, especially, well, that, especially during the season, you got, you got a long season. So you need some, you need some love. You need some love on you. Like there's days where you're like, I am the worst baseball player ever. And you got to have those boys come up to you and be like, nah, dude, you, you got this. You're, you know, you're, you had a, you had a bad, you, bad game. You got to get over it. You got to get past it. So it's always good to have the, have the boys with you, especially in the off season too. Cause you know, everybody's home with their family. They're getting love poured into them by their family. Um, but you still need the boys because your family doesn't always understand the baseball aspect of it. But your boys on the team, they get the they get the baseball aspect of it. They get that you're a human being outside of baseball, too. And that's uh, that's the biggest thing is you got to have that that blend. And, and that's exactly what what the what the boys on the team bring you is that blend of, of both worlds. You know, being a professional athlete and, a, and an everyday human that has stuff going going on outside of the field, you know, love, breakups, you know, whatever. Um, and then for your other, your second question with, uh, how the team keeps up with me. So they keep up with me. Uh, I'm on a call, a zoom call with my pitching coach about every other week, uh, we get together and he goes, Hey, how you doing? Uh, do you have numbers? Like, what do you got to report back to me? How's everything coming along? Um, how's the cutter? And, uh, yeah, so the team's constantly, constantly keeping up with us as well. Cool. Are you, um, so, yeah. When do you? Uh, so, how soon before you guys do have to report down? Is it next week or the week after? Um. So I believe mini camp starts on the nineteenth, and I will be reporting down, uh, down in Florida the uh, the eighteenth, a day before, and then uh, yeah, mini camp gets rolling February nineteenth. So all the boys will all the boys will be in town then, and uh, we'll we'll be getting after it. Excellent. Well, Theo, uh, at the end of last season. And I was talking, you know, through interviews and, you know, offline and stuff like that. You, you were uh, down in double A and, yep. you know, you're kind of like, you know, the more experienced, the veteran of the group that was down there. And I heard nothing but great things of how the, like Hunter Dobbins, CT, all was picking your brain, you know, uh, throughout the whole time you were down there. So what is it like and how does that make you feel, you know, when you when you go there and all of a sudden, you know, people are looking up to you like, hey, uh, you know, I need your opinion on this or that. Yeah, it's all about experience. Um, I mean, that's the name of the game. That's the name of the game in, in life. And that's the name of the game in, in baseball and any any workspace you're in. It's like, hey, you were you know, you were in upper management for um, for a, a few months or a year or whatever and then came back down. Um, it's like, what did you, what did you experience? What did you go through? Like, I want to, I want to pick your brain about like just the, the experience 
of uh, of being there. And I was I was happy to share um, everything that happened to me in AAA. I had a had a great time up there. Loved my time. I was up I was up in AAA for about uh, three months, um, and it was it was it was incredible. It was uh, it was really 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 fun. Um, and it was it was also a grind. I mean, there's not there's that's just what baseball is. It's it's going to be ups and downs, but you know you got to try and stay stay right on the right on the midline there and just keep keep going. Um, and so, yeah, guys would come up and be like, dude, how was this? How are the facilities? How are, how's the weight room? Like, how are the fans? So it's just, you know, everything kind of combined in one and, and all the guys wanted to know about it, hear about it. And, uh, I was happy to, happy to share my, my stories of, uh, of the time I had up there. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool, you know, ex- ex- expressing that and, sh- and sharing that with the guys and, and being able to like, dude, like, I, I can't wait for you to be, you know, to be up there in AAA us together. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really cool. And, uh, I hope, I hope, you know, I start and I, I get my chance in, in AAA start with them this season there. And then, uh, you know, have, have the boys, have the boys in AA or, or wherever on the team come with me. Um, cause you know, I, I would love for all the guys in AA and all the guys in AAA to, to be there with me, but you know, it's just not enough spots and, and whatever else. But, uh, yeah, there's not a single, not a single bad thing I can say about any any single guy on the team. Uh, not that I, you know, not that I ever would, anyways. Because yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's just it's just incredible to have uh, that that bond um, with all with all those guys. Um, and so yeah, like I said, I love to love to have them on any team I'm on. Yeah, uh, you know, looking at the roster uh, that you guys had at the end of the season for Portland, that thing was stacked. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like uh, up and down. Like you guys were stacked. You had like all eyes were on you guys. And then you know you you sit there and tell us about how you wish you could have the double A and the triple A team. I would not want to be, and I, I'm not going to speak for George, but I think he's the same as me. Would it be the guy that have to sit there and say, okay, um, yeah, we're going to send you down to double A because we got to bring this other guy up, uh, and because. Both teams overall are just are stacked. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like overall, it's just it's crazy. Uh, one guy that I and George knows, I like to make a lot of bold predictions, Theo. Okay. And uh, we were we had a question on a fans bring uh, asked the questions episode of you know the catching situation and how you know are we happy with it? And I was like, I'm not really happy with the major league. You know, and, and my bold prediction was that coming out of spring training, you know, Nathan Hickey is going to make that 40 man roster and he's going to be our third catcher, you know? Okay, yeah. I mean, Hickey, I had, I had Hickey for most of the summer. Um, and it mm-hmm. was, he was all, he was also my roommate for, for a little bit. Um, yeah. just an incredible guy. But the thing I really loved about Hickey, like there, anybody can call a game. Anybody can be like, hey, fastball, you know, this spot, like just, you know, hit it, whatever. Um, he didn't just call a game. Like there was times in big situations where he would, you know, he would throw down the one fastball. It would be like a one-two count. And he'd give me like a, come on, let's go. And he'd give you like one of those, like, like let's go. And honestly, that fires me up on the mound. I love when a catcher gets like, hey, come on, like you got this, bro. Like right here, come on. I love mm-hmm. that. Um, so yeah, Hickey, Hickey's full of emotion. And I, the, I mean, I don't, I can't speak for any other pitcher on the team, but I, I feed off of feed off of that. So if my catcher is like one of those guys, like, you know, I, I 
there's the picture of me in Worcester where I, you know, I struck a guy out, saved the game, whatever. And I'm doing the big, like, ah, let's go. Um, Hickey's another one of those guys. He's, he's my catcher. And, uh, you know, I'll strike a guy out and he'll also give me like, a, you know, like he'll give me one of those. It's just fires me up. I love guys like that. So yeah, Hickey, Hickey was, uh, was one of my, one of my favorite catchers and, uh, inc- I mean, incredible guy as well. Calls the game really well, knows exactly the type of pitches that I have and what my strengths are with those pitches in certain counts. And he just knows the game inside and out. Um, and then whenever we would break down video on other hitters, uh, you know, throughout the week, he would constantly be the one talking up and like the pitching coach would be sitting there like, hey, uh, this righty, he really loves here. He really uh, loves fastballs up and away. So let's go fastballs up and in. And uh, the pitching coach would get done talking. And then Hickey would be like, hey, also, I kind of noticed um, from just watching film and, you know, playing against this guy that he also struggles with sliders outside. Like he likes to chase the slider outside. And so the pitching coach would be like, okay, good, good input. So Hickey's always constantly um, watching the game, adapting and, and figuring it out. So he was incredible guy. Um, so I think your, I think your bold prediction isn't, isn't that bold. And I think, no. it's a, I think it's a good uh, thing. He's a very, he, watching him from the stands, uh, I live about half an hour from Hadlock and watching him in the stands, he's a total take charge guy. And he, you know, and he's just, he, he, you can see the emotion that runs through him. And, you know, it, it's, it's somewhat infectious because you, you see him at the plate and he's, you know, he's disciplined. The next thing you know, the ball's leaving the yard. And then next half inning, he's behind and he's pushing his pitches to do better. He just has yeah. that presence oh, yeah. about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's constantly, constantly, uh, constantly given given good word and good like good praise to to guys. Like um, I know after I had you know like my my first like inning and then you're you're up for your second up, um, and uh, I'm I'm right there at the top of the stairs like ready ready to go out. And I I always try and wait for my catcher to you know to get ready or um, whatever. And uh, we go out there and he gave me a fist bump and he's like, dude. He goes, you're dominant. Be in the zone. Get your stuff. Like he's constantly just, just giving you, uh, giving you praise. Even like if you're down, if you're up, it doesn't matter. He's constantly like, dude, you got this. Let's go. Um, and so I, I love a love a catcher like that. And uh, Nathan Hickey is, is is one of the best. And he's just a, a really good guy. Like I said, he was also my roommate um, for mm-hmm. for a little bit there too. So he's just a good guy on the field, off the field. I mean, he's just the same. So um, and honestly, most of the but most of the Red Sox guys are they're the same dude on the field that they are off the field, and that's that's really really incredible um, to see because you know you'll have you'll have some guys that uh, you know on the field they're they're really cool, awesome, whatever, signing balls, and then off the field um, they're a little bit rec- like a recluse. They kind of just want to do their own thing. Um, but do, all the Boston guys are just completely like, hey, what are you doing after the game? Like, want to come hang out? Um, and like want, want to come watch a movie, whatever. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's honestly, it's incredible. Um, and being a, being a White Sox guy traded over, I thought I was going to be like one of the guys on the outside, like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the outsiders. They already got their, you know, they already got their clicks, their groups, um, like there is in baseball and no, like Hickey, Hickey's a, so it's usually like, it, there's usually clicks and it's usually pitchers versus, um, non-pitcher guys and, and they have clicks and they hang out off the field with the Red Sox. It's it's completely every, like there's no clicks. Everybody is always together at one time. Um, and I I know the report time for uh, coming to the field is usually like noon. 
and guys would be getting there at 10 just to hang out. Literally, everybody would get there at like 10 just to play cards, hang out, talk. Um, so it's it's really it's really something special. It's it's incredible to to be on this team and, and to experience firsthand. Yeah, uh, as soon as uh, Caleb Hamilton, you know, was not on the team anymore, that that's that's where my my mind automatically went. They're like, I'm like, okay, because Caleb got to come up last year, you yeah. know, and, and, and catch a couple of games. I'm like, well, but who who's next then? You know, and everybody that I've talked to, and and, and the, I want to say the average Red Sox fan, automatically wants to Kyle Teal. Yeah, no, yeah. you can't. In my opinion, you you can't push him yet. Like, let him develop. Let him let him keep doing what he's doing. But before him, you have Nathan Hickey, and you know that that's not no knock to the veteran Perez that the Red Sox have signed in the off season. Yeah. But Hickey is a complete player because everything you said on the catching aspect, he's got the same thing when he's in hitting. He's got some oh, power. Yeah. He's, he's got some pop, you know, and he, he's got that fire. You know, I've talked to uh, CT, Hunter Dobbins, you, Hoppy, you know, all of them sit there and said how much of a great guy that Nathan Hickey is, how a complete player he is. And I see all his qualities that you mentioned. Last time I seen a catcher that, you know, kind of puts all that extra was Veritek for the Red Sox. And, okay, yeah. and I'm not saying I'm not saying that Hickey's the next Jason Veritek, but he has the same qualities where he's willing to do the extra homework to make sure that you guys, the pitching staff, is more comfortable. Yeah. And if he can get you guys more comfortable and he can fire you up when you need it, then you got that extra two, three miles per hour that you could sit there and throw your fastball, you know, because now you got that adrenaline going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So spring training's coming up there, Theo. And, yeah. you know, yeah, the, 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 the way you are looking right now, uh, you're probably like, I can, I can use a little warm weather here coming up here off and on. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you guys can see my. Breath. Oh no! But, oh yeah. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, it's a little little chilly in the shop today. Um, but yeah, there's. Uh, I mean, that's that's just Wisconsin weather for you. But uh, you know, my my uh, my nickname doesn't lie. I, I love I love the cold. I love being a Viking up here in uh, in uh, Wisconsin. So I love I love the cold, but I can I can always do with heat too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Theo, uh, I, okay, they call you the Viking, so I, I, I'm going to sit there and put a little challenge out there for you, okay? Okay. I'm challenging you with that with the long flowing hair. Yeah. Let's get that beard coming in. That, I'm trying. I'm trying, but as soon as as soon as I start to get the beard going, it it, it mostly grows sideways. It doesn't doesn't grow down. Um. So I, I, honestly, whenever I whenever I try and get the beard grown a little long. It kind of, it kind of looks like an Amish beard, um, and I'm not oh. not really not not really loving the Amish beard. Nothing against Amish people. I'm just saying it doesn't look good on me. Um, well, but uh, yeah, I, I've I've tried trip. growing it out, and I've tried using like uh, like beard balm and like like kind of shaping it. Um, but it just yeah, it's just I'm tr- I'm working on it. I am working on it. Well, Rich, you got okay. any tips for him? Yeah, uh, you, you, got the, you got the ZZ Top thing going there. Uh, on the, <laughs> always trim down the sides because I, I got the same problem as you. It wants to go out. 
Yeah. And I don't. Yeah. So so trim down the side. Find a nice on your trimmer. Find the nice little uh, level that you want to go down. I usually okay. use like a three or four to go down just to here, and okay. then just let all, just keep letting this grow. Uh, always oil. You know, I go and use uh, beardstruggle.com. That's a, okay. that's a free pl- that's a free plug for you guys. Uh, <laughs> beardstruggle.com. You have your you have your morning oils, your night oils, two separate ones. You know, you got your beard balm, uh, and always brush, Br- brush okay. constantly. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. I can, well, I can, I can get after it. Yeah, for sure. But by the time I see you the second time in Scranton this year, because you will be in AAA, unless you're in the majors. If you're in the majors, it's a, it, I got, I got no problem. Yeah, 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 same. same. I, I, I want you guys to sit there and compl- you know, you and I to be able to compare our beards, you know, and and before the game talk a little bit, but the, that's the challenge I'm giving for you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I could I could definitely do that. Yeah. And and if you want in return, you grow the beard, I'll grow my hair. Perfect. That that's that's all I want. There we go. <laughs> challenge accepted. Uh, you're you're probably 100 percent gonna win this one. Uh, so, but uh, Theo, you know, I, people want to talk baseball a lot, but I I want to sit there and talk you know a lot of other stuff with you. But yeah. before we switch gears, I seen on your Instagram you had, you you had a little BP with somebody who thought yeah. he, could, he he thought he could sit there and and and, and hit off you. So what what was that all about, and, and how was that all about? Um, yeah, so DR hitting, uh, Drew Drew Richard, um, he has been my best friend since we were kid, like toddlers, pretty much. Um, yeah, D- Drew Drew Richard grew up in uh, in Cuba City, Cuba City area, um, probably like five minutes away away from me, kind of kind of in the back country a little bit too. Um, but I was constantly going over to his to his house. Uh, when we were kids, and then obviously we grew up together, uh, middle school, high school, um, and and so we've always had had a had a strong bond there. And uh, I I actually will give him credit because I didn't I, I would always just pick up the baseball in high school and just and just throw it however I picked mm-hmm. it up like it was just whatever. And then I would pick it up and be like a uh, curveball, yeah. I just I'll just I'll just move my hand like I I see guys do and just get over the top of it. And uh, he actually sat me down one day in eighth grade or maybe freshman year of high school. And he's like, hey, man, like, what do you what do you throw out there? And I was like, well, I don't know. It's just a fastball. And I just I just picked it up with all 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 my fingers and I would just throw it. And he's like, no, he goes, you got to use two fingers on top and like you got to move the seams. And he goes, this is a four seam fastball. And so I I started throwing that in high school. Um, I did pretty good in high school. I had. I don't even know how many hitters. Uh, and then I had two perfect games in my high school career um, on, on, on varsity. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I give him credit for, you know, teaching me how to pitch in high school. Cause we didn't really have a coach. Uh, we didn't really have any instruction. I, I went to a, I went to a high school um, that had a, a total student population was uh, around 200 kids. And I graduated with a class of around 40 something um, probably like 40, 40, mid forties, like 46 kids, uh, were in my graduating class at, uh, at my high school. But 
Yeah. So uh, Drew Richard, me and him go way back and we've loved baseball uh, from the, from the very beginning, we'd always play catch uh, in his backyard. And, um, but yeah, so, so yeah, I recently faced him and uh, I don't know if you guys know, he's uh, pretty, pretty popular on TikTok and Instagram. Um, and uh, I think he has close to like a hundred thousand followers or 80,000 followers or 90,000, whatever it is on Instagram, TikTok. Um, and so he, he teaches kids how to, how to hit. And, uh, he really has, has really taught himself uh, as well how to hit. Um, but yeah, I faced him the day of his wedding. Uh, so I don't want to say anything against him, uh, but I did take a little velo off cause I didn't want to hit him the day of his wedding. Uh, and I was, al- I was also a groomsman in his wedding. So I was, I, I, I wasn't throwing as hard as I possibly could. And also, it doesn't show in that video, but I did. So I got him, uh, I think it was like one, two or, or two, two or something. And I remember I got, I got really cocky and I, I gave him one of these. I was like, yeah, Hey, fastball, it's coming. It's coming right by you. Um, and he ended up, he ended up making contact with it. And, uh, yeah, it looks like from the way he celebrated, it looks like it was a grand slam walk off, whatever. Um, but it actually, I think it hopped three or four times before it hit the, before it hit the net behind me. So, <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah so so me and me and drew me and drew go way back we've been we've been uh best friends ever ever since i can ever since i can remember um but yeah that's that's kind of that's kind of what that was yeah i, I love i love watching videos like that you know where everybody's gonna have an ego oh i i, I can take you deep you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I i definitely love videos when uh because when I was in high school, I dated a girl who played softball. Okay. And the baseball team all the time, they always used to say, we could take you deep. And I'm like, I wouldn't. Like, It's a different, it's a different animal. It's a completely it, it, different animal. It's a different angle that it's coming oh, in man. at. You're not, you know, they're making the ball. Like it's, and she would strike them out left and right. Oh, yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. and I can they, believe it. Like she, she asked me, she goes, you, you want to get in there? I said, no, I'm not dumb. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm not dumb. Like you, you, you will strike me out because I'm used to the ball up here coming yeah, in, yeah. down and you're bringing it down here and it can go <laughs> up. I'm like, no, we, it's, it's, we don't, we don't play like that. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's uh, it's always, it's always about perspective and you never truly know until you, until you step in the box against a, a softball uh, pitcher or a, or a baseball pitcher or, or whatever, but it's uh, yeah, it's a completely, completely different animal. And it's just a different way the ball moves and they actually have a rising ball. Like obviously four seed fastballs, you know, it has the, um, has the perceived vert of like, it, it looks like it's actually rising physically. It is not rising. Um, but with softballs, they physically, cause they're coming up and under, so they can physically make the ball literally rise at you. So it's just, completely different um but yeah so I'm, I'm not even surprised i've seen countless tiktoks and youtube videos of of uh of guys facing softball players and being like oh i'm gonna crush this i'm gonna crush this softball like the softball is is two to three times bigger than the baseball mm-hmm. yeah but you're also you know half half the distance uh pitching and also the ball moves completely different um yeah so i'm not even surprised by uh by by that yeah, uh, I remember uh, playing in my church softball league years ago, and the church 
they had so many people want to play, so they split into two teams. You know, the A team and then the B team. And we had to play the A team, and the pitcher was the pastor. Oh, so first, wow. things, okay. first things first, I'm like, dude, I, I, I don't want and, – and they're, they're like, oh, you're going to – you're batting leadoff. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and because I seen him pitch before, and the things he would do with the ball, like, I'm like, this is just embarrassing for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and his pitch, like you mentioned, was the riser. Yeah. Like, and and it would come up, and I'm like, dude, I was I was patient. The bat never left my shoulder, and I was able to get a walk. Like, <laughs> I'll I'll take that take that as a win there. Yeah, there you go. So, but Theo, uh, what, another thing I love watching on your Instagram stories, which of course we're gonna throw it up there one more time. Uh, anytime you want to check out his stuff, is the nature, the hunting stuff the tracks uh i even tried to cheat by (laughs) yesterday the contest you put up there on animal tracks i you know you uh george he sat there and put up uh on instagram a track and he's like what was it 20 25 bucks if someone can guess what kind of track this was i'm like dude i'll take it tried to skim (laughs) couldn't find anything that looked like that so i'm like man so but uh is that what what you do to kind of uh, get one back in with nature, and just you know, you know, calm yourself pretty much? Oh yeah, I mean, I am I am oh I'm always in nature, especially when I come home. Um, but I mean, I could take you guys out and show you my backyard, um, but my backyard is the Mississippi River. So uh, when I took that picture yesterday on my Instagram of that uh, of that track. It was actually on uh, on the river, and uh, so that was out on the river on the ice. And then that's also where the uh, the other Instagram photos were uh, in videos. Is uh, I just took I just took my pup uh, Kobe out on the ice, and we we're just out there walking around, having him run around and uh, and everything. So that was that was really cool. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm constantly in nature, uh, just just walking around or, or hunting or. Uh, trapping, fishing, doing whatever, um, and that—that that was my life since I, since I could walk. Um, and so that's also part of the reason why I got into why I got into into blacksmithing was because I've been around hunting, trapping, fishing, uh, you know, just outdoor sports since since I can remember. Since I could walk, I probably had a, a knife in my hand filleting fish, and uh, and that's thanks to thanks to my mom and dad and uh my dad is actually right behind the camera um with me uh because anytime i am in this shop my father is in this shop with me um and he is he is the backbone behind everything i do behind every single one of these projects he also has his hand in uh in making it and he is actually my my go-to sharpener i don't even i don't even sharpen any of the blades i make uh that's that's just all on all on my dad um and so it's really, really great being able to to do this with him, just constantly in the off season, and uh, and to have him, uh, you know, be be part of this with me. And I think we started this about nine or ten years ago, and uh, we've been we've been doing it ever since. But uh, I don't think there's I don't think there's been a single time where I've been in this shop working on a project and he hasn't been here with me. Um, and then yeah, just just being out in nature and. Uh, 
I just love love every part of it. And that's that's kind of why I got the nickname the Viking was because obviously one the blacksmithing, a little bit of the luck, um, but then uh, then uh, just you know just constantly being in nature and and loving loving you know animals and uh and being out there but uh another thing i do during the season to get out in nature is uh is either one i just go walk i go find like a park or a wooded area and i'll literally just drop like drop drop everything i'm doing uh take my wife and my dog and just go walk in the woods and uh i mean that is that is truly that's truly my home away from home uh is just the woods and then, uh, or another thing I'll do is, is I'll go disc golfing and that's also in the woods. So yeah, if, uh, if I'm not any, any off day that I have, I'm in, I'm in the woods, I'm outside, I'm somewhere. George. No, I think, no, I think that's great. Uh, it's, it, I think it helps us remember that, you know, you, you, we like, we love you as baseball players, but you're, you're people as well. And you have yes. your own story. And it's you know, and like I said, you you enjoy being in the outdoors. Uh, you know, everybody has their favorite thing, and I think th that's an inspiration to young youngsters out there. It says, "Hey, I might like, yeah." You said you want to go fishing or go hunting or or whatever, but I love to play baseball. You well, you know, as you get to be an adult, in your case, you can do both, and yeah, you know, exactly. that's 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 the cool thing about it. So, yeah, it's and I think it also. It helps to have other interests as well because you know eventually you know we, we all stop throwing baseballs yeah yeah exactly um and this is something that can always always ground me and it's also something that is is always somewhere like you can't like i can i mean i might have to drive like when i'm in when i'm in uh worcester or, or wherever i am portland i have to i might have to drive out of the city but you will always be able to find nature pretty much wherever you are. You might have to drive like 10, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is. But I will I will easily do that to go to go be at home and at peace in, in the woods. Um, so, yeah, you can if you ever need me on an off day, I probably won't uh, won't be able to get to you because uh, usually I have my phone uh, turned off in my pocket, in my backpack or I just leave it in the truck and, uh, and I'm, I'm in the woods. So, yeah. Theo, we have a quick question from uh, one of our co-hosts on the Pesky Party Hour, Mike Carista, who's also a former uh, Red Sox pitcher. He wants to know uh, if you have worked on command this winter and, and trying to get in the mindset of getting ahead, and when does he put them away? Yeah, yeah. So I, I really, um, I've really worked on command as well, and and trying to. So I, I, I told you I was working on the cutter, slider, um, and then the splitty as well. But I've also been really working on like, hey, I'm gonna get ahead. I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm gonna get you 01. Uh, you know, 02, whatever it is. Um, so I have the upper hand, and you always want the upper hand as a, as a pitcher. But yeah, I've I've really worked on on honing in my fastball as well, and uh, and and working on my mechanics on how I can have like I was talking about before with uh, with uh, Chooch is like, hey, when my when I when my leg comes up and then goes down and I and I disconnect, I've really been working on that and finding my rhythm, my tempo, what works for me and what uh, what gives me the best chance to put to put the ball in the zone. Yeah, uh, and Mike's follow up question, which I'm pretty sure uh, you talked about extensively earlier, uh, being a big kid, has he worked on repeating his delivery? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And that's that's pretty much the name of the game in baseball. Is hey, are you able to repeat the process that you just did? 
like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go a fastball up and in. Okay, cool. Then when you want to throw a fastball up and out or, you know, low wherever you want it, it's all about just messing with that little split second of timing and maybe getting your arm out ahead just a little bit. Um, but most all, most all the time, you're just trying to repeat the process and you're trying to get that muscle memory um, that we talk about in the game. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's huge is just being able to repeat the process, repeat what you do with your body almost every single time. And, uh, and that's the same thing with what I was talking about before, um, which is tunneling. Cause you don't want your, your, you don't, you don't want a high leg kick and then be a fastball. And then you don't want like a short leg kick and it'd be a curveball. Um, so you want all your pitches to look the exact same when they come out of the hand and your mechanics as well. Um, so yeah, that, that was a, that was a great question. And that's uh, constantly what uh, us pitchers are, are working on. Yeah. Well, Mike said, once the leg reaches its height, the hand should start to break. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's perfect. Um, and uh, exactly what, what I've been working on, what Chooch has been working on and pretty much any pitcher is, uh, is working on at, uh, at all times is just, you know, finding that rhythm, that tempo that works for them. So uh, the Theo, I, I know, you know, one thing that you, you're branding yourself and, and everything is, is a brand. And I love it with you uh, is all off of the Viking. You, you have your, your tea out there also. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Thank, yeah. Thank you for talking yes. about that. So, yeah. So please, uh, please tell everybody uh, like who reached out to who uh, and, you know, tell everybody about your, your brand of tea. Yeah. So I work with, uh, I work with a company and I'm the ambassador and spokesperson for uh, Valhalla tea company. And uh, you can find them on Instagram as well uh, at Valhalla Tea. Um, at, I think it's at Valhalla Tea Company, and uh, they have the best tea I, I've ever had, honestly. And I'm not even saying that just because I'm an ambassador. Um, so I actually reached out to them, and I was like, "Hey, um, I, you know, I play professional baseball, but all I, all I wanted at first was I was I, I love tea. I wake up um, almost every morning and and try and get try and get a glass of tea in, a cup of tea." Um, just because one, it's just, it's just, it's just nature that you, you know, you, you boil down and, uh, you drink and, uh, I, the Vikings are, are huge on tea and, uh, that's what they drank back in the day. Um, so I, you know, I love, I love that, but I also just love the taste. There's nothing against coffee. Um, but I just, I just love, love the taste of, you know, that, that lavender, that cinnamon, um, and it's just, you know, completely all, all natural flavors. Like nowadays with Starbucks and Dunkin' and, and whatever else, you just get that, like that, just that milk, tea, that milk coffee mm -hmm. or like syrup coffee. And it's, uh, it's like, it's just, it's just not, uh, you know, not exactly what, uh, what I'm going for, but I, I started drinking tea back in the day and, uh, I, I loved it. And so, yeah, I, re I reached out to them first and I was like, Hey, like, um, is there any way that, you know, you could give me just give, give me a sample bag that I can try and, and maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll post it, whatever. And they're like, how about we do one better? And how about you become our ambassador and our spokesperson? And I was like, I'm in, I'm sold. Um, and so they, they gave me a sample bag and, uh, and I tried some of their tea and it's all loose leaf tea. So most mm -hmm. of the time you get like a little tea bag, you throw it away, whatever. Um, and then there's like that little bit of, little bit of trash, but there's this completely all loose leaf, um, all natural, no added flavors, no added anything. And by far the best tea I've ever had. Um, and then I also, so you guys can get 20% off of ValhallaTea.com. 
uh, you guys can get 20% off of the entire store and the, uh, the entire uh, order that you guys have. And that's uh, the Viking. And that's, uh, that's my code, the Viking. Uh, just, just enter that, uh, enter that code in at checkout. Um, but yeah, they're everything, everything they stand for. And they also give back. So they give back to their, uh, their veterans as well. And so that's, that's another thing that really, that really caught my eye and, and piqued my interest is that, you know, it's all about what we do off the field as well. And it's all about with a company, it's what do you do outside of just making profit? And that's exactly what they do. So um, a, a percentage of their profit and their revenue goes to, uh, to helping veterans as well. And then they have uh, a little bit of veteran owned in the, in the company and veterans started. So um, I, I, I love that. I love our vets. I love, uh, you know, love the U.S. and, and giving back. Um, and that's exactly all their values were matching up with my values. So I was like, this is the perfect the perfect company for me. Exactly. And you, know, you didn't bring it up yet. So that's why I wanted to bring it up. Yeah, I, I really you, pre- I really appreciate that. Thank you. See, 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 I do my I do my homework. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. But uh, before we sit and close it out, uh, I want to sit there and play our YouTube video that we made just for you. Uh, so you guys can actually see a little bit of him in the forge and stuff. This <laughs> right. uh, the music playing in the background is also his uh, bullpen song that he comes out to, which yeah. I actually use and listen to on the regular now. So <laughs> it's and 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 I get I get when you told when you said in the first interview that point where you throw the first pitch. Yeah. Bam! Like that point. It was all like now I know why he does it. Oh so, yeah. Oh yeah. But uh here here we go. We're gonna be playing uh and you can find this video on our YouTube channel. It's called Forged Through Fire, a Theo Denlinger story. Perfect. Blind, I can't seem to tell me what I need to get right. Your eyes, they can't seem to understand what I've realized. Realize, this isn't just a dream, stuck on a bad repeat, fighting the air to breathe. You can't touch me now. Took me a while to see it doesn't have to be you winning over me. You can't touch me now. I'm a bad man. Ain't my fault. It's all I got. It's so bad. They see lies all the time and keep me static in the rewind. Confine. This isn't just a dream, stuck on a bed, fighting the air to breathe. You can't touch me now. 
Took me a while to see it doesn't have to be you winning over me. You can't touch me now. I'm a bad shirt together was when you're like hey can we put this on the back and you know it was your it was your saying yeah and i think yeah, that's just that I just think, an athlete and a hammer forging greatness like i think that's what put the whole shirt together to bring both sides of you you know to the forefront there theo yeah exactly and that's uh yeah that's 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 who i am and, and that's what i do Obviously, there's there's a lot more to me than than just that, but I mean that was what I could think of for just like one sentence that kind of encompasses everything uh, that I am and that I do. Yeah, I'm an athlete, but I also have you know I have stuff going on outside of the field, and uh, both my uh, both my attributes on the field and off the field in the shop or in the outdoors or wherever I am. You know, that's just me trying to forge greatness wherever I am, wherever I go. That's what I'm trying to do. Exactly. George, you have any final thoughts or final questions? No, I, I it's I'm absolutely thoroughly impressed with uh, you know what you create, you know, when you're when you're away from the game. I mean, there's some really nice stuff there. And um, your your dedication to your craft. So uh, yeah, that, that's, that's really cool. And I you know, the idea that you do want to give off the field as well and you're you you're working and teaming up with Valhalla T to do what's right and, and help for veterans. That's, that's incredibly important. And I commend you for that. So yeah, yeah thanks, thanks. you're, you're a good also, guy. Um, yeah. So I'm actually giving this knife away uh, to my high school football coach. So he's part of the, uh, the lions club. And so he's going to give this away and he's going to auction this off for the lions club and uh, what the lions club do, they kind of give back and, and put, um, you know, funds back into the community to either buy, you know, upgrade their their parks or uh, whatever they need to upgrade around town to to make uh, Cuba City a better area to live. So I'm going to give this away to uh, my my football coach in, from high school, and uh, he's going to auction it off at uh, at the local auction here. And uh, 
and hopefully make some some money off of that that can go back into the community whether to put up uh, baseball cages at the local park or uh, to just give back and and give kids uh, you know some of the things I didn't have growing up in the Cuba City area so I'm constantly trying to give back um, whether it is to to the veterans or uh, you know to my local community or just to kids and giving le- baseball lessons or um, you know whatever I whatever I can think of. So I'm constantly trying to help out, constantly uh, trying to give back. And honestly, my biggest thing is just, you know, spreading love and happiness uh, wherever I go and whoever I talk to. I I really try and uh, try and stress that like, hey, what are you doing to to, you know, make someone else's day? That's what you should be doing. You shouldn't focus on like, hey, what can I do to make my day better? You should focus on making others, other people's days better. And honestly, what I've found from doing that is in return, you, you just have a better just a better sense of you know who you are as a person and you get you just get happiness from helping other people find happiness and uh that's really big really big for me is just you know spreading spreading love and happiness and, and trying to trying to make the world uh, a better place wherever i can and, and wherever i go and, and whoever i talk to Amen. yeah theo uh when, when i was at scranton you know both times you know uh, with the press passes and gotten to talk to you guys there was three people that actually like and, and this isn't against the rest of the team but me personally getting to talk to them there was three people that were uh, above the rest personally talking because it wasn't just about baseball we got to talk and that was you narcisco crook and fitzy and yeah. you know see, seeing uh yesterday uh, some of the videos of what Fitzy meant, you know, to yeah, the organization. Fitz, yeah, Fitzy Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was, that was that incredible. Was cool. uh, I, I personally hope that, you know, he will definitely be, because uh, the Sox are doing their own Hall of Fame. I, yeah. I, I hope I hope that he is a first ballot Hall of Famer, you know, for them. For oh, not yeah. only the stuff on the field, but talking to Joe Bradley and the stuff that he would, you know, do off the field was you know just as good as what he did on the field yeah exactly and that's that's so yeah so me fitzy and and uh narciso we really we really connected right away because that's that's what we're all about and uh and especially especially uh especially those guys but yeah there's other guys on the field wanting to do good um and and give back and and do whatever wherever they can um but yeah but like you said those guys really really stand out and uh and uh, yeah, Narciso came up to me like the first day I was in AAA and he's like, hey, man, how are you? Like, how you doing? How was your experience in AA? Like, I hope you have a really good experience in AAA. Um, but like, hey, man, how, how you doing? Like, what, what are you doing? How's how's travel been? Like, are you, are you tired? Like, do you just need to chill? And so having having him come up to me right away and just kind of accepting me and bringing me into that uh, AAA ex- experience and vibe was uh, was awesome. Yeah, Fitzy was the first person that I actually interviewed while I was there. And it was funny, Narciso is the first person, the player to talk to me without even like me talking to him. Like, you know how you you guys come down uh, the bleacher area and then go onto the field? Here's Narciso coming down. And then the last one, he steps on the guardrail to go over and he stops. He's like, you think you could do that? I'm like, no, you know, (laughs) because I'm out of shape. All of a sudden, there he was. Yeah, you could. If you think you can do it, you can do it. Exactly, and, and, and all of a sudden, like then he went over to do warmups, like yeah, uh, at the at the batting cage, yeah. And all of a sudden, the whole time he's doing that, I'm thinking about what he's saying, yeah. and I'm like, 
okay. As soon as he's done batting, he comes right back over and he asks, did you think, did, was you thinking about what I said? I'm like, yeah. He And, and then I was like, you, you know, can I have a moment every time to talk? He goes, yeah, but you got to do something for me first. And you know exactly what is what I'm going to say, because he says this to everybody. You do one good deed for someone else and, and I'll do your interview. Yeah. Exactly. And, 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 and that's exactly the type of guy he is. And I was just like, man, you know, and then you and I, we talked. You know, we sit there and bonded, and I was like, "Man, like that, like you guys stand out." I talk, I talked to other people, you know, other players and stuff, but it seemed you three went out of your way above and beyond what you know the others, what you know, did. Yeah, yeah, and it's all about it's all about like you know giving back and, and helping out, um, and. You know, I've already talked in depth about about doing that, but it's it's really honestly, and um, being a professional athlete, it just gives you a platform to express yourself and try and have others uh, do the same. Like, hey, what can you do for someone else today? And exactly like what uh, Narciso said, like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm going to help you out. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do your podcast, whatever. But I mm-hmm. want you to help somebody else out. And that, that's exactly like if the world did that and like I helped you out by being on your podcast. So you go mm-hmm. help somebody else out. If the world did that, I think it would be an incredibly better place. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just got to you just got to spread spread love because love spreads a lot better than hate. And, you know, obviously it takes one one bad thing to just ruin a person's day, but it could also take one good thing to make that person's day. So why, like, why would you want to spread negativity and, and sadness when you could spread joy and happiness? So that's, that's, I honestly, um, anytime I go on a podcast, I love talking about that and like, Hey, how can, how can you give back? How can I give back? How can I help you guys? How can you help somebody else? So that's exactly, um, exactly what, what I want and, uh, you know, what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to share and, and spread. So, yeah, I, I love I love that you brought that up and uh, and ex- explained that with uh, Narciso and Fitzy because they they do an incredible job um, and they have a lot bigger platform than I do uh, right now at least to to you know to do that on so that was that was incredible to see um, and I, I love I love guys like that yeah so guys uh, we're gonna be wrapping things up real quick but before we do make sure you head right on over if you want any of his fine merchandise. His uh, buck knives, uh, his battle axe. Uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm curious of where that hammer went to. Like who 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 got that hammer, Theo? Oh, the war hammer that was in the video. Yes. Um. So that was a guy in North Carolina that ordered that. Yeah. So I I no longer have that. Yes. Uh, but yeah. So I do. I did make a hammer of my own, but it's not a war hammer. Um. Yeah. So this is a hammer. This is the hammer I welded up. So I actually use this. Um, a lot with blacksmithing and then I just welded up welded up the handle there and then it's actually made out of uh, made out of railroad spikes so all I did was just twist it and welded up uh, two two railroad spikes together there but uh, yeah I, I use this in the shop every day um, it's this isn't even close to the uh, kind of hammer I made for for that guy because yes. that was uh, that was a war hammer um, but yeah I no longer have that I sold that to that guy um, but yeah I got I got so much stuff going on in the shop. Uh, like I said, I, sh- I showed you guys all the uh, all the projects I have going on, and that's just uh, not even not even a fourth of uh, the projects I've done this off season and that I've been working on and, and have. So there's always something going on in, in Denlinger Forge. So yeah, make sure you go over to Instagram 
uh, at Denlinger Forge or at Theo Denlinger to yep. uh, sit there and hook up. Go on our website, promo code Viking. No, don't not to be mistaken, the Viking for his tea on VonHolla.com. Yeah, and you can also find uh, you can also find Valhalla T and my promo code on my uh, on my Instagram page at Theo Denlinger. Um, so if you do want Valhalla T or you just want to check out the website, um, you can go to my Instagram at Theo Denlinger, and it all uh, everything will be on my uh, on my Instagram there. So, but guys, uh, Theo, thanks for coming on once again. It's been a blast. I can't wait yeah. till I get to see you the, this summer, the spring coming up. Uh, good luck at spring training. Thank but you. For George, for Theo, and for myself, thanks for stopping by the Pesky Podcast. Yeah, thanks, guys.